Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And so then guys, with the continuation of my uh, Big Four reviews, uh, where basically what the Big Four reviews is, it's where I do a review of all of the Big Four pay-per-views from the WWE. Uh, which are the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, and the Survivor Series. And with it being WrestleMania 38, Night 1 and Night 2 recently, what I thought I'd do today, guys, is I would do a review on both nights. And so for today's episode, guys, I'm going to be reviewing WrestleMania 38, Night 1, and Night 2. WWE superstars here in Dallas. There is a Texas size helping up for grabs. If they can find it. You see, greatness can be hard to track down. It's pretty elusive. Even more exclusive. Just look at the ones who have been able to catch it. It's still WrestleMania. You've done something special. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. The boyhood dream has come true. The greatest streak of all time. Oh my God, here we go. Nobody said it was easy. And the truth is there is no roadmap to greatness. The great ones sometimes get lost and instead of finding their way out, they gotta fight their way out. Take your fear, take your caution out the window so bring on the fight the big time fight the open a can fight the baddest woman on the planet fight brace yourself you're gonna be in for one hell of a night wrestlemania is a two-night event this is gonna be good i am fired up Let's go catch some greatness. Welcome to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Welcome to WrestleMania! I'm looking at you, WrestleMania Saturday. Stu Hendricks! And so then, guys, with WrestleMania 38, Night 1 and Night 2, they were both held at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. And the first match we had on Night 1, guys, was between the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Now, this match, guys, I thought was all right. I mean, they made Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura look as awesome as ever. But the one thing that made me feel upset so much with Rick Boogs was the fact that he got injured in the match. 
and I'm hoping that even though he's like hurt his quads, that hopefully won't be out for too long because I feel for me, uh, Rick Boogs adds so much more to Shinsuke Nakamura's like presence and the way that he is as a wrestler and stuff as well. And also as well, it was cool to have the Usos win because with the bloodline, you want to make them look strong and it would look a bit weird to have them lose, but then have uh, like Roman Reigns or vice versa. So I thought the way that they made the um, bloodline look was really, really well done. And the next match we had then, guys, was between Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Now, this match, guys, was all right. I mean, it wasn't the best match ever. I mean, the fact that Drew McIntyre was the first person in WWE history to ever kick out at the end of days, I thought was really, really cool. And also, as well, even though I thought it was a bit of a cheesy moment, I did like the fact as well that uh, you had Drew McIntyre use his sword to destroy the ring ropes. I know they kind of added in the... The sound but I thought it was quite an interesting way to have the match end because it kind of puts Drew McIntyre more over that he's just like come on then come and fight me and I thought it was quite interesting because I like the fact as well they're turning Drew McIntyre into like the number one babyface on Smackdown where hopefully he'll go on to then wrestle against Roman Reigns and hopefully get another reign as the world champion as the undisputed champion actually <laughs> and the next match we had guys was between The Miz and Logan Paul versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Now, this match, guys, was okay. I mean, it was quite cool to see how good Logan Paul was because I thought that was quite interesting to see that. Um, I like the fact as well that you had Ray and Dominic both use the um, 619. I kind of felt it's a bit weird for me to have The Miz and Logan Paul win and then have The Miz turn on Logan Paul. I thought that was a bit of a weird thing to do. But I like the fact as well that the uh, how they were both really well done. Like um, Ray and Dominic were really good baby faces who had that in their ring gear, the homage back to the 90s tag team that Eddie Guerrero was part of. I can't remember their name, but that was really, really cool. And also as well, it was really, really cool as well to see um, just the boos and all and like the great heat that Logan Paul was receiving from the crowd as well. And I thought it was really cool as well with the him coming out with apparently this one of one Pokemon card. It's really expensive. It's like in this case, it's where it was just worth all this money. And it's just hilarious just to see just how good of a heel he is to kind of like have that. And I just thought it was a really well done match. And I like the fact as well, just to show just how respectful Logan Paul is of the wrestling industry that he put in the hard work and he actually had a pretty good match, which it was cool to see because you want him to have a good match because you want the celebrities to come in too the wrestling thing because they're basically taking a spot from a guy who's there week to week you want him to feel like he's earned his spot and he's earned the admiration and the respect of his peers because um as much as logan paul's this massive celebrity who does his boxing fights now etc 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 it's cool to see him as well as uh, a man who's gonna wrestle who wrestles on night two as well as uh, from last year bad bunny and then when he appeared at the Royal rumble this year as well just how much respect these uh men and even women have for the professional wrestling industry. And the next match we had, guys, is for me, my personal favourite match, besides another match I'm going to be talking about uh, later on, um, and that is between Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, guys, for me, I thought this match was fantastic. I love this match so much. Um... This match should have been the match they should have had at SummerSlam. I know it, they booked it that way because they wanted the SummerSlam match to only be eight seconds, etc. But for me, I thought this match was fantastic. Had some great moments, great spots. It just shows you just how good Bianca Belair is. It shows you just how good Becky Lynch is. And it just overall, for me, I just think a great match. Just showing you 
how when women's wrestling is done correctly and how when women wrestling is done perfectly, it's just a uh, fantastic and also as well the false finishes were really good as well like you thought oh my god becky's gonna retain no kick out oh my god you're gonna think bianca's gonna win the match it's like, oh my god oh my god becky kicked out and stuff and it's just a really really cool with just how good this match was and i think for me besides another match of the card it is probably for me one of my matches of the night so definitely guys this match was fan-fucking-tastic and the next match we had guys was between uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus the returning Cody Rhodes. Now, guys, I thought this was really cool because even though I remember and hearing about Cody Rhodes appearing and you're like waiting to hear, see him come back and stuff because obviously uh, I would always listen to my podcast, listen to or go on to Twitter and Instagram and stuff or Facebook to be like, oh, did, he, did he come back? No, he didn't and stuff. But the fact he came back tonight was fucking awesome because the coolest thing about it as well is that he was basically coming back with his... AEW theme, his entrance, his look, everything that was the American Nightmare from AEW was literally here. And I thought that was really, really cool because it's kind of like, well, if something works, then don't in a sense change it. I know in AEW the fans want him to turn a heel, etc. But in WWE, he's a face again and stuff. And it's just a cool thing to kind of have him back and stuff. And it was just really, really cool just to have him for me. Another really good match. I mean, Seth Rollins is fantastic. He's like one of the best wrestlers they have and it's just really, really cool just to see just how good he is and just how good Cody is that they were both able to have like such a good match and you can just see just the in-ring uh, ability and just the in-ring prowess and just the in-ring like knowledge that these two men have that they were able to go on and out and have a great match. There were some many great false finishes and many great spots and stuff. And those 21 minutes that they were wrestling for just went, just flew uh, so quickly. And I love the fact as well that for the win, that when Cody Rhodes uh, was going to pin Seth Rollins, he literally had it where he um, hit two crossroads. Did he did the jive and the shive in, like, you know, the uh, Dusty Rhodes elbow, bionic elbow, and then he hit another crossroads for the win. And I thought that was really, really cool because it was like he's come back. And he was putting over his dad because obviously his dad is one of the most iconic and famous wrestlers ever being Dusty Rose. And I thought that was really, really cool because obviously now he's back in WWE that he wants to show the respect and the admiration uh, for his dad as much as he can. And I thought it was really, really cool because even though obviously he wants to show the respect and love for his dad, it wasn't shoehorned in where it's just like, oh, he's just doing it for doing it's sake. He actually did it where it fits into the match and you can just see just how good that Cody Rhodes is that he's able to put on such a good match and he's able to be put over as the amazing star that he truly is. And the next match we had, guys, is the main event. And that is uh, between Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, guys, this match for me, I thought was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best match ever. I felt these two have had far better matches together. And I feel for me as well, um, it kind of... By going ahead of the amazing match between Bianca and Becky, I thought he did this match quite a bit as well. And I think for me, as much as I'm happy that Charlotte Flair won and I really want it to more to be, and I felt for me as well, it makes more sense where it should have been Becky versus Ronda. But I kind of felt the finish was a bit flat. Um, the match itself I felt was a bit flat. Even though the entrances themselves are quite cool, like Ronda Rousey came out really cool, Charlotte Flair came out like a megastar that she really is and stuff. And 
I just think for me that if they were given a bit more time and if it didn't really like end in such an abrupt and random manner that I think this match should be remembered a lot more because as much as I love Charlotte Flair as much as I think she's awesome the fact that she only won with a big boot it was kind of a bit like okay and it's kind of like they were building up this thing about Ronda Rousey gonna make Charlotte Flair tap out is you know they'll be the first person in Quantemio of a blah 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 or, or really four fucking years or five fucking years I can't exactly remember when the last time she tapped out was but it's like but you could have like had Ronda win and then maybe had Ronda lose on the next Smackdown or something it would have made more sense but it's just one of those things really isn't it like I was you know just one of those things it was just for me a weird booking decision as much as I'm happy that Charlotte won it was kind of a bit like oh is that it Okay then, great. And now it's time for the main event. Uh, so basically, guys, what happened was is the KO show. Obviously, as you've probably seen on Raw and all different like power packages and whatnot and stuff, you had Kevin Owens coming out, slagging off Texas, slagging off Austin, getting him willing to come back, and then you have Austin um, come out to an enormous reaction. It was a fantastic reaction. He was in such great shape and stuff, and you have the both of them just going back and forth and stuff, and you can just see just how good on the microphone that Kevin Owens is, just how good on the microphone Steve Austin is, and I thought it was really, really cool. And then Kevin Owens did one of the things that I never thought would ever happen. He challenged Austin to a match, and then Austin was like, you know, if you want to see me kick Kevin Owens' ass, give me a hell yeah. And obviously the fans went, hell yeah. And it was just so cool just to be like, then a referee came out and stuff because they were having a no holds barred match. And I just thought it was fucking awesome. And that's right, guys. In the main event, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens in a no holds barred match. Now, this match, guys, was just awesome. It was just, I know this match wouldn't be as great or as amazing as Becky versus Bianca, but for what it is, I love this match. Like this match for me is my other match of the night. I mean, which is so fucking awesome just to see Austin back, just to see him wrestle again, just to see him take bumps, just to see him um, do different moves and stuff as well, which is fucking awesome. The fact that he took a bump on the concrete on the outside was insane. The fact he took two big bumps on the um, entrance way when he gave Kevin Owens a suplex himself. Or a snap suplex, actually. Mad that Steve Austin, after 19 years, was giving people a snap suplex. It was just a great match. I mean, obviously, they had to include all the big tricks, all the big stuff to add to the match. Because, obviously, they couldn't do a proper match-match. Because, obviously, Austin's body would be too shot to shit. But the fact he took bumps, the fact he even took a stunner from Kevin Owens was fucking awesome and stuff as well. And it was just a really cool moment just to see him back in the ring. Just the fact that the crowd was going insane. The fact that Austin, as well, had the biggest pop. On both nights, to be honest, when he came back out in night two, which I'll be going on about that in a bit. But I think for me, this match was just great. The fact that Austin won with a stunner itself as well against Kevin Owens too, was just fantastic. And it's just really, really cool just to see just how good Kevin Owens is, that he's able to put over and was able to show just how good Austin really is. And it was just really, really cool as well just to see just how good Kevin Owens is, that he was able to keep up on the mic with Steve Austin. Um, he was able to do so much awesome stuff with Austin as well. And I just think he's such a good character in, in himself that with whatever happens now, he will be remembered as the man who had Steve Austin's first match in 19 years. And I think for me, that's just fucking awesome. And it's just really, really cool as well just to funny have Austin back in the ring and just to see him in the Austin 316 shirt and the knee braces with the pads on doing the uh, stomp in the mud hole. 
him as well drinking the beer and stuff and the fact as well he can still catch the beers like he can as well is just freaking insane as well and I just think for me it was just a really good match it's one of those matches that I think if anyone has to watch a match from night one it would either be this match Becky Bianca or Cody Seth are the three matches I would probably recommend to anyone but if you want to watch a match just to show just how good um basically a modern day star is against a classic slash like legend in a sense and I think this match for me is the match that I would show people because it's just awesome to see Austin back it was just great just to see the crowd great just to see Austin take bumps win and it was, it was just a really great moment that I think for me was a fantastic way to end night one and the cool and the really funny thing as well is that you had a repeat of last year where Byron Saxon got given a Stone Cold Stunner so yeah guys Austin 316 said I just whooped your ass. And now then, guys, on to night two. Now then, guys, night two started with RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Now, for me, guys, I thought this match was really, really good. I mean, the Street Profits themselves are just fucking awesome. Like, Montez Ford is an absolute legend. Mwah. Um, Alpha Academy is really good. Obviously, RK Bro are fantastic. Like, Randy Orton does some amazing RKO's and stuff and had some really cool moments, really good spots. But I mean, for me, the RKO that Randy Orton did to win the match was really, really good as well. Just the way that he was able to, like, do this, like, take the springboard, like, in a sense, in a way, a repeat of the one he did against um, CM Punk back at 27 was was great too. And I, and I just think, for me, the tag team of RK Bro is a really great tag team and I'm really happy as well that they didn't do the typical thing of let's separate our WrestleMania, let's start the build-up. And I think it's really cool that hopefully either they separate and they go their separate ways in a sense of they respect each other. Or if they do break up, that it's done in such a way that it makes it really important. It's, it's not just a quick, like, oh, they've broken up. And I hope that RK Bro stay around together for a very, very long time. And the next match we had, guys, was between Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Now, guys, I thought this match was pretty good. I mean, for two big men, it was good. I mean, the fact that they made Bobby Lashley look so strong, look so good, I thought was great as well because I love Bobby Lashley. I think, for me, he's one of the best wrestlers that WWE have at the moment and I'm hoping that he goes on to, as well, wrestle against Roman Reigns because I think, for me, he'll be a really good opponent for Roman Reigns. I mean, for me, the man's great. He's fantastic. And, I, and it's just really, really cool just to see him be the man to defeat Omos, give him his first loss, and I'm hoping this will help protect Bobby Lashley to the stratosphere that he truly, truly deserves. And the next match we had, guys, was a match that I thoroughly enjoyed and a match that I thought should have been as good as it was. And that is Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. And I think for me, guys, this match was really funny. I mean, the fact they had the Jackass guys come out as well, I thought it was great. Like, you um, had some really good commentary bits by um, Michael Cole in this match as well. And I thought it was really funny because even though, yes, they had the insane, like, mousetraps or the table spots and the different weapons and all that kind of stuff, I felt the way that they also had Johnny Knoxville take the bumps, take the moves and stuff, I thought was really, really cool. And it was just great just to have Johnny Knoxville in a wrestling ring as well because who, who would ever have thought that Johnny Knoxville would ever have 
being in a wrestling ring, you know, it's kind of really funny because as much as I wasn't a, a much a fan of the TMNT film from 2014, it was just, it's fucking awesome to have the voice of Leonardo from that film in a wrestling ring. The, the man who's done so many different stunts, so many different, you know, t- taken in a sense, so many different bumps. And he went out there and put on this fantastic and hilarious match that I was kept glued to the um, the screen for the 40 minutes it was on. And it's also one of those really cool things as well. Just, you can see just how good Sami Zayn is that even with all those tricks and trickery that obviously, like it was from the night before between Austin versus Owens, that he was able to make a match. You wouldn't really think work, work really, really well. And I thought the fact that with the way that Sami Zayn won, because even though he was, yes, he was defeated by a mousetrap, it made him look strong that actually if it was a normal pin, he would have kicked out. And I just thought it was really, really funny, really, really good. And it just shows you just how much and just how um, cooperative and just how much of a fan that Johnny Knoxville is of the wrestling industry and that he would um, give it so much respect. Wrestling truly, truly deserves. Uh, and also as well, I really like the fact as well that same with Logan Paul, you can see in this match and the, and the match that Logan Paul had the night before, just how much respect and just how much admiration that these men have for the professional wrestling business that they would go out. And even though, yes, they did things that were kind of more, in a sense, built around them, but the fact that they would take these bumps and take these different moves to show how much they love and respect the business that they would go out and put on these matches and go out and take the um, different moves and the stuff that they did throughout these matches. Just shows you just how much Johnny Knoxville loves the professional wrestling business. And the next match we had, guys, was between... Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayla Baszler for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. She won, boys. She fucking won. And the next match we had, guys, is between Edge versus AJ Styles. I mean, for me, this match was fucking awesome just how good of an in-ring technician and just how good in-ring AJ Styles is that he was able to put on such an amazing match and for the match that was the longest match of the entire two nights being 26 minutes I thought for me this match was so so good um they kept your attention Edge is such a great heel. Uh, also as well, the fact that they're going to have Edge and Damian Priest together works so well as well because you can kind of see that both of them are quite similar in that sort of sense with the with the look and the, and the presence and stuff. I thought Edge's entrance was fucking awesome as well. As much as I miss Metal Ingus, his new Alter Bridge theme was great. I mean, Miles Kennedy is such a great singer. He's such a good voice. And I just think it's really, really cool just to see... Um, these two men wrestle after so many years of being apart and just how being back after the nine years of being out injured with his neck and couldn't wrestle, just how good of a wrestler and just how good of a match is that Edge has gone on to have that I think for me, this match was one of my matches of the night and I think it'll be one of those matches that will be remembered for many years to come as one of Edge's and AJ Styles' best matches of their career. And the next match we had, guys, was between... Sheamus and Reg Holland versus The New Day. I thought for me, because even though this match was obviously taken off from night one, I felt the fact that it was only a minute and 40 seconds was a bit stupid. I mean, the fact that they've turned Pete Dunne from his awesome Bruiserweight character to this 
Butch characters is fucking weird. And I just think for me it was just the fact that they had New Day come out in Biggie gear, looking like Biggie and doing the Biggie mannerisms, etc. They was kind of like, why would you have them lose? Like, why would you not have them beat? Um, Reg Holland and um, Sheamus didn't make any sense. But I, I did like the fact that they had um, Butch kind of do some crazy moves and stuff. It was kind of showing, in a sense, his bruiserweight character. But I just think for me. It wasn't really well done and I think they should have had the match on SmackDown if they were going to have the New Day lose because I'm like, why would you waste two such great wrestlers, two such great characters in this way is just baffling to me and beyond comprehension. And the next match we had, guys, was between Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, which then led on to the further match being Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Now, guys, these two matches were pretty good. I mean, obviously, the McMahon one wouldn't be as amazing as the Austin Fury one was. But the fact that Pat McAfee did these amazing moves, these amazing spots. I mean, the fact he came out to Seven Nation Army was great. And he heard the fans going, duh, 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 duh. I thought it was really, really good as well. And I think for me as well, it was just awesome just to see just how good Pat McAfee was. Because even though he had two great matches on NXT against the Undisputed Era in the War Games. And his match against uh, Adam Cole, I thought was really, really cool. But I think for me, this match just shows how good Pat McAfee is, that he was able to go on in front of all these different people, in front of like 70,000 uh, people as well, and put on this great match, this great clinic. And it's just fun for me, just a really cool moment just to see. And it's just really, really cool as well, just to see uh, just how much uh, put over McMahon put on to Austin Free by saying, please welcome the next WWE Universal Champion, Austin Theory. I thought that was really cool. And it was just a great moment just to see just how good both men are. And, it, and it's just a really cool uh, thing to see because even though Austin Theory lost, which then, as I mentioned mentioned a minute ago, went on to then do the um, McMahon McAfee match, but I felt the fact that when Austin Theory lost, even though he did lose, he didn't lose in such a way that it made him look weak. He was just outsmarted because Pat McAfee is like is just so so good, and it's just really really cool that the match didn't really feel uh, for me boring. It didn't feel dull, and it's just great just to see just how good of a star Pat McAfee is because I think for me he's one of the best announcers on WWE. He's fucking awesome, and it's just really 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 cool just to see him go on and do such a great match. Now going on again, guys, to the McMahon Pat McAfee match. I thought this match was just. <laughs> you know, for what it was, it was great. McMahon was such a great heel. But we had one of my favourite moments of the night, and that is Austin come back out again. You know, Austin coming out to a great reaction and stuff. And then, obviously, he gave a really good stunner, which Austin Free took so fucking well. And then he gave one of the most worst slash finest stunners ever to McMahon, which was just hilariously funny to me. But then he had... Then Pat McAfee come into the ring. They're both celebrating and stuff. And then you see then um, Stone Cold give Pat McAfee a stunner as well. And you can see Austin celebrating with the crowd and stuff. And you can see on the outside of the ring, Pat McAfee putting away the Steve Weisers. And now then, guys, on to the main event. And this match is between Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in the unification match for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. I mean, for me, guys, this match was pretty good. I mean, the fact that they were able to make Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar 
be put over so strong. The fact that they had Mike Doan about to announce, but then you had Paul Heyman take away the microphone to put over Roman Reigns, like, they're defending the current Universal Champion Roman Reigns, as he does in EC then. Mike Doan tried to do the thing again, but then you see Brock Lesnar take the microphone and be like, then do the same thing for himself, which is great. I mean, this character Brock has just been so, so good. I absolutely love Brock in this uh, incarnation at the moment. I think he's great. And also Roman Reigns is fantastic too. Um, and I think for me, like I know the match ended a bit abruptly because obviously you had Roman Reigns was slightly injured because when he was in the Kamara lock, I think his elbow kind of went out of place. But I think for me, it was just a great moment. Um, he's just fantastic, uh, Roman Reigns and himself. And even though, yes, the match ended abruptly, like I said before, it didn't make Ro uh, Brock look weak. It made Roman look the stronger man because obviously they want to push Roman to the, to the thing. And also as well, the fact that he was able to put his like shoulder back into place and so you could see him lift both the championships as well was just fantastic and I think for me because yes it was a far better match than their match at 34 yes I don't think it was as good as their match at 31 but I think for me because these men were put in the right positions Roman is the heel Brock is the face I felt the crowd was just so so good it didn't feel like the crowd were just shooting on the match like they did before and it's just just a great I think for me decision to have Roman win and I'm hoping that whoever Roman loses to will be put over and booked to the stratosphere like the way that they had uh, Brock in the streak. Even though I didn't really believe it was the biggest match ever in WrestleMania history, I feel there's been so many other matches which have been better and bigger push than this match was. But I think for me, with the way that it was booked, the way with the crowd, that you actually had a great reaction to the match rather than just being shat on and even though yes I wanted Brock to win it was cool to see Roman win because I think for me Roman is such a great star Roman is just so good that he will do so so well and I think for me is one of the best wrestlers that WWE have today and even though yes I believe that even though Night One had a better ending of Austin celebration with the crowd and because Austin is amazing and that kind of stuff but I think for me with the way that they had this match put out and the way that they had um, Roman look just shows just how good Roman is and just how good WWE is that WWE have such a great star and future legend in the making and so then guys what I thought I would do is I would read out to you my predictions that I made of these two nights where if you are of my predictions of these two nights where I posted them on my Instagram Twitter and Facebook and I'm gonna see how I compare from my predictions to the show itself. So these are my predictions. And these are the results. So I got the Raw Women's Championship right. That's one. I didn't get the Rey Mysterio match correct. I got the Drew, Mc uh, Drew McIntyre match correct. So that's two. I didn't get the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match correct. Nope. I um, got the Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Yeah, that's correct. I got Cody Rhodes beating Seth Rollins. I got that correct. And I got Ronda Rousey. Incorrect. So that was that's four so far from the six matches from night from supposedly night one. And then for night two, I was correct with Sasha Banks and Naomi. I was also correct with Johnny Knoxville. I was incorrect with Austin Fury winning. I was correct with RK Bro. I was incorrect with AJ Styles. I was correct with Bobby Lashley, and I was correct with Roman Reigns. So overall, over the two nights, I got nine correct, which I'm very happy about. I mean, I didn't get every match correct. But I thought for my 
Um, predictions in itself, are, I'm happy with the results. So yeah, perfect. And now then, guys, I'm going to be going on to my MVP and match of the night, or match of both nights, you know. I mean, for me, the MVP has to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, the match, no, I mean, the man is just over like Rover. I mean, the fact that he got the biggest pop on both nights for both nights. So that's three times fast. Both nights, both nights, both nights. <laughs> but I just thought it was, I was got to sound like Seth Rollins just a moment ago. But I think for me, it was a really, really cool just to have him back. The fact that he had his first match in 19 years. The fact that when he came back again in night two was just awesome. And just the presence and just the way that he is and him himself was just really, really good as well. And I think for me, having Steve Austin come back and actually do something really big at WrestleMania is just great. And... It's just a great moment because even though, yes, he was a bygone star like Goldberg, etc. I think for me, Steve Austin was used in the best way possible. And I think for me, Steve Austin is one of the GOATs. And I'm happy that they had such a great match and he had such a great reaction, which he truly, truly deserves. And now then, guys, for my match of the nights. Well, for me, this match would probably have to go to Bianca versus... Um, Becky Lynch, I mean, this match was great. Bianca Belair is an absolute star. Becky Lynch is just fantastic too. I mean, the entrances were fantastic. I mean, the fact that you had um, Becky Lynch have like the Marvel Studios thing come out was awesome. The fact that you had Bianca Belair come out to the um, marching band of the, the, the big university around in Texas and stuff, I thought was really, really cool. And I just think for me, it was just a great match. And I think overall, yes, I know... Uh, much I love Austin, uh, Kevin Owens, or as much as I love Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins, or as much as I love the AJ Styles match, um, etc. But I think for me, this match was my match of the two nights. And I just think for me, Bianca Belair is fucking awesome. And I'm hoping that Bianca Belair goes on to have a great reign, goes on to have a long reign, and goes on to show just how great it truly is, and just how epic when done right it can be. And so overall, guys, the, the night I preferred more would probably be night one. I know night two had Sasha Banks finally winning a WrestleMania match after so many years of losing, which is fucking stupid. But I think for me, the fact that night one had Stone Cold's first match back, Cody Rhodes returning, Bianca versus Becky, to name a few, need I say more, night one was for me the better night. And will be seen for me in the higher echelon of WrestleManias. And that, my friends, was my review of WrestleMania 38, night one and night two. Let me know, guys, in the comments below. We filmed it both nights. And do you agree with me? Do you prefer night one more to night two? And how do you think this WrestleMania compares to the other WrestleManias overall? Do you think it's in the high echelon, in the middle, or towards the bottom of WrestleManias? I would love to hear what you guys think. And please don't forget, guys, to like, follow, and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcast networks, and YouTube too. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. It's WrestleMania!